for Seth's Saturday Morning Outdoors, featuring Ultimate Bass with Kent Brown. The greatest place to learn about going into the outdoors. One of the best, Kent Brown, showed us how to get it done. California Sportsman with Sepp Hendrickson. I listen to you every week. Just love your show. Always an inspiration. Always makes me want to go out and go fishing. It's three hours of the best in outdoor entertainment. Informative. It's informative. I learned a lot of stuff. They're entertaining and they're real informative. Seth Saturday Morning Outdoors. And it starts now. Now. It's time for Ultimate Bass, your all-bass fishing radio show. We'll take you fishing across the country and across the street in pursuit of America's favorite game fish. Ultimate Bass puts you in the boat with the world's best bass anglers and tournament pros. And now, here's the host of Ultimate Bass, tournament pro Kent Brown. Hey guys, it's Saturday morning, October the 8th. Boy, there's a lot going on. There's so much uh, either happening or getting ready to happen. Uh, the 40th. One Bass U.S. Open is uh, kicking off on Monday, a first day of competition uh, at Lake Mojave. Yeah, you know, it's so, so weird because One Bass U.S. Open Lake Mead has always, uh, always just been, uh, you know, together. But low water in uh, in Lake Mead has forced the uh, close to 200 boats to be moved to Lake Mojave in uh, Atlafla, Nevada. Going to be, uh, going to be a pretty cool event. Going to be down there, uh, actually tomorrow. Be down there. Oh, tomorrow, Monday, Tuesday, playing boat rep, hanging out with, uh, with, uh, the anglers and, uh, and anglers marine and, uh, and the crew down there. So, uh, we'll have a service trailer down there for the, uh, for the anglers and, and, uh, any issues they have. If the wind doesn't blow, there probably won't be many issues. If the wind blows on Lake Mojave, they'll break a whole bunch of stuff. So, uh, so that's how that'll work. But that, uh, that's going to be fun. It's going to, uh, Going to be exciting. Going to be down there to uh, going to be down there to uh, see the very first inaugural class of uh, One Bass Hall of Fame inductees. So One Bass has put together a Hall of Fame, and uh, you know, and, and and nobody better probably than uh, than Bill Rice. He's a, a longtime editor of uh, Western Outdoor News and One Bass, and was there from day one. Was there. Uh, at the very first, uh, U.S. Open. So, uh, uh, nobody better than that. Three-time champion, Mike Folkstad. Uh, I know you heard, uh, we had Mikey on a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, it's going to be cool. He's back fishing, um, Mojave. And I think he's, I think Mike said he's 82, 81, 82. I don't know. He's up there. Uh, but it's awesome. He's, uh, he's kind of the energizer bunny. Pretty, uh, uh, he'll motivate all of us to, uh, to get out there and, uh, uh, and do that. Mark Nicoletti, who for many, many years ran our service trailer for Mercury Marine, and uh, they're putting Mark in. Rick Klein, he's a two-time U.S. Open champion, and uh, pretty cool to uh, to see Rick get in. And Rick will also be there fishing uh, that event, so it'll be good to see Rick. Uh, always, uh, always fun when you get to catch up with uh, that kind of Hall of Fame legend angler. And uh, and Don Iavino uh, rounds out the field for the uh, for the One Bass Hall of Fame. So, uh, and Don's just in the mafia. If they didn't put him in, you know, he probably would have taken a hit out on Bill Egan. I'm kidding. I have, you know, but no, maybe, uh, but no, Donnie, you know, one of the original finesse guys and, uh, the doodling technique and a lot of the deep water fishing and, uh, and sonar. And he's just been a big, uh, uh, big supporter of the U S open fished it from day one. So, uh, so that's pretty, uh, pretty cool to, uh, pretty cool to see. Hey, we're going to get. Uh, in the truck this morning on the final day of practice with last year's champ, Major League Fishing Pro, 
uh, our old buddy Roy Hawk from uh, Lake Havasu City, Arizona. We're going to get to hang out with Roy as he heads to the lake. He's going to be calling in to check in with us this morning, and uh, uh, we're going to be hanging out with uh, with him. You know, which we've been trying to do um, a past uh, a past U.S. Open champion. Um, just about every show we missed, uh, we missed one or so. I think we had, uh, the anniversary show, we had Skeet and Kevin on and, and some of those, uh, some of those shows, but for the most part, you know, we've had, uh, we've got to visit some of the, uh, uh, some of the past champions of the, uh, of the one bass, um, us open. And that's been really cool. And this guy, man, he, uh, he was a Western legend and did it absolutely did it right, uh, from the start. Uh, and, uh, it's so cool that we're going to get a chance to, to hang out with him. Uh, we're going to be hanging out with none other than the very first one bash us open champion, 1981, Greg Hines. And, uh, it's so, it's going to be so cool to talk to Greg and, uh, he's a longtime friend and, uh, and have known Greg for many years and he's, uh, uh, still in Arizona, but, uh, just, just cool to, uh, uh, to get a chance to hang out with, uh, with Greg and, uh, kind of talk about how that one went. So, you know, what a long list of, of, uh, you know, anglers that have won that tournament. And, uh, you know, when you, when you think about 1981, the very first $50,000 payback, any bass tournament paid more than the Bassmaster Classic. Um, and it also had the biggest entry fee, $1,000 when it started. And it hasn't gone up that much, but, uh, a thousand dollar entry fee in 1981. And you think about, 1981 terms, you were throwing up a thousand dollars to go fishing. That was a lot of money. And, uh, but also, you know, when you started to think about how much, uh, $50,000, how far $50,000 went in 1981 as well. So that was pretty cool. Uh, Heinz won that in 81. Richie Tauber in 82. Rick Clun in 83. Jeff Munson from Chico, California. Jeff had a, a little tackle company up in Chico, kind of a original, one of the original mail order tackle groups <clears throat> called, uh, Fanguard. And, uh, he and Hal Huggins had that. And, uh, Munson, uh, Munson went down one in 84. Folks dad, his first win in 85. Rick Clun in 86. Larry Hopper, uh, one of the Western legends in 87. Gary Klein, uh, Larry Ward, Byron Velvick in 90. Uh, for a couple of years, we didn't have one. And then, uh, the legendary Las Vegas angler, Pat Donahoe, uh, was a, was a champion. But God, you know, these names are just like, yeah, those are Hall of Fame guys and you know, pioneers, uh, Really in the West, you get into you know, Gary Yamamoto, Byron Velvick, John Murray, Marcus Klaus, Dave Gleeby. Uh, you know, you go down, uh, you just go down that list. Uh, Aaron Martins was, uh, was obviously a, a three-time champion, uh, as well. Clifford Perch, a three-time champion. Justin Kerr, uh, who could, uh, definitely do it again at, uh, at Lake Mojave. Gary Dobbins, um, you know, just gosh, what a, what a great list. Rusty Brown. Uh, Roy Hawk, our favorite TV show, Johnny Johnson, uh, outdoors in, uh, official with Johnny Johnson in, uh, in Arizona. Uh, Johnny proved that, you know, these, uh, these, these media guys can catch one once in a while. Uh, Justin Patty, how about Bub Tosh finally getting that one after, uh, so many years? Nick Salvucci, um, God, just, you know, what a great list. Timmy Klinger, Roy Hawk. So anyway, pretty cool list of, uh, of winners over the years. And, uh, it's so cool. We're going to get to be hanging out with, uh, uh, with Greg Hines. And we're going to talk about, um, those, there's a bait that's in your tackle box that Greg brought back to life, uh, in that tournament. It was pretty much retired at that point in time. Uh, and Greg pretty much brought that bait back to us and, uh, uh, guarantee pretty much all of you have one or 20 in your tackle box. We'll talk about it, uh, when we get Greg on. How about, how about this guy, man? How cool, uh, was this? The final, um, Southern Open Bassmaster, uh, Lake Hartwell. 
this is uh, this is what's going to decide one more classic qualifier, right? So if they fished all three and win, they're going to go on to the Bassmaster Classic. It's also going to um, decide the five guys that will go on out of the Southerns next year to the Bassmaster Elite Series. This one's really this one was really key because next year to qualify for the Bassmaster Elite Series through the Open Series, you're going to have to fish all nine events in uh, in all three regions. So uh, a little more of a of an undertaking to make it. Uh, but how about this guy, man? Our old buddy Bryant Smith, right here in uh, in Roseville, finishing or he's sitting in seventh, going into the final day. Uh, but Bryant is uh, advancing next year onto the uh, Bassmaster Elite Series, so uh, kind of a lifetime dream for Bryant, and so cool. We're going to have him uh, as soon as we get him back in town, and he can change a few diapers on that new baby at home. Uh, we're going to have him in here live with us in studio. He'll come hang out with us, and we'll talk about uh, talk about all of this. But uh, Derek. Latonin is leading that tournament back there. You guys can watch it all on FS1 this morning. Um, so uh, be kind of cool, kind of get a uh, get a watch to uh, to see our old buddy Bryant Smith, Tristan McCormick in second, David Gaston third, Lucas Murphy, Brian New, Paul Marks, Bryant in seventh uh, from the Bass Zone. You guys uh, watch the Bass Zone all the time and Bass Talk Live. Uh, my old buddy Matt Pangrak is uh, Panger in eighth, Shane Leinberger in ninth, and John Garrett. Round out the top ten back there, but uh, but pretty cool, man. Congratulations to Bryant uh, for uh, for for you know just getting that dream that he's had for so many years. Uh, it was uh, it was pretty cool. This week we saw um, some some pretty touching times in the bass fishing world. A memorial service for uh, Ray Scott, the founder of BASS, uh, that took place down in Alabama. Kind of had a who's who down there, which was kind of cool. Uh, and then the very next day, uh, <clears throat> a lot of those same folks assembled. Uh, Springfield, Missouri, the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame, our induction ceremony uh, this year. And uh, it was uh, it was a pretty emotional one uh, solely because Amart got in. Aaron Martin's uh, put into the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame. Um, and Leslie was there to, uh, you know, to have the plaque unveiled that goes on to the uh, to the wall with all the folks. And, and uh, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty amazing time at the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame. And, uh, and, uh, you know, some great anglers, Lonnie Stanley, the originator from the Stanley lure company in Texas, uh, was inducted this year. And, uh, that was, uh, that was very cool. Kathy Fennell from major league fishing FLW. Um, she's been, uh, she's been at the helm of major league fishing in FLW for many, many years. <clears throat> and then, uh, Tommy Biffle, uh, it was kind of cool to, to see Tommy put in and, uh, an emotional Tommy Biffle, if you got to see it. So anyway, you go to the Bass Fishing Hall of Fame. Um, web page and, uh, and you'll be able to, uh, kind of see all those, uh, induction speeches and a lot of the stuff they did. KVD as a auctioneer. That was kind of fun. And, uh, silent auction, you know, a, a, a trip to Clear Lake. Uh, they did get to spend the night at his lake house with him. Uh, and a trip to Clear Lake a day on the water with Skeet Reese, uh, auctioned off for $2,800. $2,800. You better come mow my lawn. Uh, but yeah, Skeet's, uh, Skeet's going for big bucks these days. 2800 bucks for, uh, for Skeet to, uh, to, to do that. So that's, uh, that was pretty cool that, uh, to see him do that. Last week, the Wild West Bass Trail wrapped up, uh, with the team championship up at Lake Shasta. Uh, and Aaron Agner and Josh Palmer, um, topped the field. Man, a giant big fish. 1044 on day one. Uh, 1645 for day one. They're, they're lucky. Now I'm going to tell you, Aaron and Josh, you're lucky. Uh, that 10 pounder decided to go for a boat ride that day. Cause, uh, 
uh, it would have been a little sketchy for you guys from there on day two, five, uh, 94 for five. So, uh, they, uh, I, I'm sure they were stressing out, uh, 22 39 to win that. Tanner Spawn fishing by himself, uh, finishing up in second hat also had a big fish at 618, which was cool. Um, Tanner's been around a long time. Great guy. Troy Henderson and Stevie Klein, uh, were, uh, were third. Great job. Klein boys have been winning some money in the past month or so. Uh, Nathan and Jason Porch from the Pacific Northwest in fourth. Nate Smith, Christian Ostrander in fifth. Richard Dobbins and James Avalos. Good to see Richard back out, uh, catching some fish. Ryan Friend and Clint Isbell in seventh. Uh, Justin Gordon and Nick Wood in eighth. Jonathan Green, our buddy from over at Clear Lake and Terry. Divas Cincy in ninth, rounding out the top ten. Jack Geist and Vance Hayes. Got to give John Mays and Ryan White a little, uh, you know, honorable mention for just missing the top ten. Finishing up in 11th. So, uh, uh, lots and lots and lots of fish caught at Lake Shasta. Not a lot of big ones. Um, a lot of, uh, uh, you know, a lot of six and seven pound limits up there. So that part was, uh, was kind of been, uh, a little bit tough, but, uh, it was pretty cool to, uh, uh, pretty cool to see that. Um, you got line one already answered. Okay. Good. Just want to make sure. Uh, I saw a ring out of the corner of my eye. So, uh, so that part's good. I'll tell you what we're going to do. I think we're going to, uh, we're going to hop into our, oh, I got to cover this. I got to cover this in the opening. Okay. It's going to be quick, but I got to cover this. Uh, yes, I have seen the video of the walleye fishermen, uh, in, uh, whatever state they were up there in that walleye derby that, uh, decided to bring in, uh, you know, a limit of walleyes with, uh, eight pounds of lead weight stuffed down their throats. Um, no, I'm not going to say their names because, those damn guys have got way, way, way too much time. I turned down three interviews this week, uh, with different media outlets that wanted to know. <clears throat> I don't even know how they found me. A couple of them I've worked with in the past, but you know, you're like, Oh, hey, what, what are your thoughts on this? What do you think the other people think about it? Did you not see that they had to have the police come in and escort these guys out for their safety? That tells you what those guys think about it. And, uh, and they're done, done, done. And, uh, and they'll never fish again. Can you imagine that? And, uh, and yeah, they've, they've won a lot of money. Uh, they're scumbags and, and that's, uh, that's it. So let's move on and let's quit posting memes about, uh, all of it. And, uh, the horse is dead, folks. His little feet are up in the air. Let's quit beating it. And, uh, and I'm done. That's good. Good job. We're out of here. Roll the music. Good timing. You're right on it in there, kids. Stick around. We've got a little quick clear leg segment and we're hopping in the truck with last year's U.S. Open champ. Our buddy Roy Hawk, stick around. Ultimate Bass with Kent Brown. We'll be right back. You know that Strike King makes a whole line of sexy crankbaits and some of the best spinner baits you can tie on, all with KVD's name and picture on them. But did you know they make tungsten punching weights and drop shot weights? Slither rigs, hack attack flipping jigs from former angler of the year Greg Hackney, deep water football jigs, top water frogs, and the rage tail line of plastics, weightless baits like the Ocho and tubes, trailers and chunks. Check out the full line of Strike King baits online at StrikeKing.com and see for yourself all the fish-catching stuff you didn't know Strike King made and your buddies weren't going to tell you about. France is the leader in marine electronics, design, and manufacturing. And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology and light years ahead of the competition. Marantz offers a comprehensive range of products for your every need, from entry-level fish locators to the most sophisticated 
sophisticated marine electronics on the market today. They're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive advantage service program. The new Live Series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Lorance Chirp with side scan and down scan imaging, allowing anglers to quickly search fish holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lorance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate and high performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance. Lorance has it all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lorance.com. Lorance is the perfect locator for you. Looking to increase your bass fishing knowledge and keep up to date with everything going on in the bass fishing world? Then WesternBass.com is your online source that will keep you in the middle of the fishing action, not just a forum. WesternBass.com offers an online magazine complete with fish catching tips in every article, video, photos, and special prices from advertisers every week. WesternBass.com hosts a free classified section to help you move that boat or extra tackle or find a fishing treasure. Tournament pages that notify you of upcoming tournaments and recent results. You may already be a fan of WesternBass.com and we invite you to explore all the links. We are sure you'll find some great bass fishing information you may have been missing. WesternBass.com, the largest bass fishing website in the West. Boaters, remember to have your boat inspected and to display a current Lake County mussel sticker as proof of screening before launching on Clear Lake. Quagga and zebra mussels can spread unseen in water, on weeds, or on your boat and trailer. Always clean, drain, and dry your boat. Get more information about invasive mussel prevention and boat inspection at nomussels.com. This message is brought to you by the Lake County Watershed Protection District with funding from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. It's time for our weekly Clear Lake Doc Talk report. Brought to you exclusively by Canoc Vista Casino. Just two hours from Sacramento or San Francisco. Canoc Vista Casino is your Clear Lake fishing headquarters. With the largest marina on the lake, 90 powered boat slips, 80 hotel rooms overlooking the lake, affordable bass angler rates all year, free launch ramp, wireless internet, and for you RV owners, there's a 74 space park right next to the casino. Launch your boat, put it in a free powered slip, and enjoy the night action in the casino offering the newest in slots and table games and the steakhouse and bar and now it's time for doc talk hey guys it is time for doc talk and next friday we're going to do it we're going to get all the tournament directors from all the tournament circuits uh here in northern california and we're going to put them in a room uh no we're going to lock them in a room actually down at bass pro shops for a day and uh it's the jamboree with california department of fish and wildlife and all of the tournament directors will be getting together uh, and putting together our 2023 tournament schedules and uh, applying for permits and doing everything that they have to do to uh, lock in their dates uh, for 2023. So normally that was always done in July, uh, sometimes moved into even August, but, uh, you know, some, some reasons they have backed it up. Um, it, uh, it is a little bit later. So be patient if you're waiting for your favorite tournament organization to uh, come out with their schedule. So with that being said, there's been a lot of rumors about some restrictions on Clear Lake uh, for, from June through October of next year, uh, where they were only going to allow one tournament of any kind of permit, club, you know, annual, uh, or, uh, or you know, whatever that other permit is. They can use uh, event permit at Clear Lake per weekend. Not going to be the case. I think Fish and Game jumped the gun on that one a little bit before they cleared it with the Fish and Game legal uh, group over there. So not to... Not going to be doing that next year, so you will still be having tournaments at Clear Lake from June to October 
uh, and still a lot of uh, your bigger tournaments. I know that's a time when we see Randy Pringle, the BBT crew, and a lot of them up there uh, doing that. So I wanted to uh, to make sure that you guys knew that. But uh, it's going to be interesting. We'll have all the dates and all the news and all the stuff upcoming uh, in the next few weeks. But next Friday, uh, the Permit Jamboree and Clear Lake is going to be strongly on the schedule next year. Let's just pray for a little rain. Bassmaster Magazine rated Clear Lake is one of the top 10 bass lakes in the country. You can enjoy great fishing and stay right on the lake at Canoctai Vista Casino. With everything you need to make your stay enjoyable, all you have to worry about is catching fish. Whether you're fishing a major tournament, club derby, or just a weekend away, make Clear Lake and Canoctai Vista Casino your next bass fishing destination. For information and reservations, check out canoctai-vista-casino.com. Boaters, remember to have your boat inspected and to display a current Lake County Mussel sticker as proof of screening before launching on Clear Lake. Quagga and zebra mussels can spread unseen in water, on weeds, or on your boat and trailer. Always clean, drain, and dry your boat. Get more information about invasive mussel prevention and boat inspection at nomussels.com. This message is brought to you by the Lake County Watershed Protection District with funding from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. And now, back to Ultimate Bass with Kent Brown. Hey, guys, we're back. And as we said, uh, the uh, U.S. Open coming to Lake Mojave uh, starting on Monday. And a uh, big angler expo going on on Sunday, open to the public. And uh, we're going to go straight to Laughlin, Nevada. We are going to hop in the truck with him this morning uh, for the final day of practice. Last year's champ. We've been trying to hang out with some of the champions. Who better than last year's champ? A two-time U.S. Open champ, our old buddy Roy Hawk. What's going on, Hawk? Good morning. Just uh, kind of packing up some stuff and getting ready to uh, head to uh, the next day of practice, man. One 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 more day of practice, buddy. And uh, I'm yeah. sure with all how, how many days you've been down there. Uh, this is the fourth day. Fourth day. How's yeah. how's Mojave treating you? Um, I would rate it as fair. Fair. <laughs> yeah, fair for Mojave for sure. Okay, so let's go back a let's go back a year, and how would you have rated Mead before you uh, won your second open? Uh, fair as well. Fair as well. So that means Roy Hawk is going to be uh, one of the guys to watch at Mojave this week, which means he's getting a few bites. That's so. funny. Yeah, you know, fair as well. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I've 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 met a lot of bass anglers in my forty some years that that really. Had them wired in practice. They were killing them. They were, it would, yeah, man, I'm going to be the guy. Normally those guys you've never heard of because they never won. Uh, but, uh, but I've met a whole lot of bass fishermen that told me either it was fair or it flat out sucked, <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> it is, it is pretty, uh, pretty tough fishing right now overall. There's little, little periods where there is some activity and, and guys are having some good moments and stuff, but uh, overall it's pretty tough fishing. Well, the good news is Billy Egan just rolled into town, I think, yesterday, which means now the wind can start blowing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> That's always a topic here on Lake Mojave. It always is. So how much experience? I, you know, I know you're a hammer on Lake Havasu. I, you know, we don't have time to talk about all the tournaments you've won on Havasu and Mead over the years. Um, but right there in the middle of it all is Mojave. How, how much time do you have there, buddy? You know, not a ton. I mean, I, I know the lake fairly well. I fish, uh, you know, a couple tournaments a year type of thing up here, you know, fishing team tournaments. Yeah. Um, 
so I know it fairly well, but not not as detail as like Mead or Havasu, that's for sure. Well, it's cool. You know, we've uh, we've had an opportunity over the past several weeks to you know hang out with some past U.S. Open champions, and you know we had Johnny Johnson on, we had folks Stat on, uh, we've had a few folks mm-hmm. that we've had a chance to do, and and uh, right after you, man, he'll be on hold here in a few minutes. We're going all the way back to 1981. We're going to hang out with Greg Hines, the original. No way. Yeah, Greg's going to be on. So you better catch the archive show, pal. But uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna hang out with Greg Hines and talk about that very first. Uh, U.S. Open win, you know, that first $50,000 payback in bass fishing. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. tell him I said hi for you, sure. I will. Everybody loves Greg and uh, such a good guy. And, yeah, I caught up with him in the mountains of Arizona. You know how Greg is. He's usually hunting or doing something, and it was just super cool to to say, man, I just we want to talk about the U.S. Open and, and the very first winner. And so pretty cool to Pretty cool to do that, man. You've uh, you've been running uh, across the country. I know you. We can't talk about how you did because uh, they're going to have to watch the TV show. But you guys were back filming uh, the new uh, team edition of Major League Fishing, where you're fishing three man teams, and uh, and then uh, you wrapped up the Bass Pro Tour this year. You've been running back and forth across the country. What are your plans for next year, pal? Yeah, uh, probably about the same. Uh, with the schedule, the, everything laid out. I looked at it. You know, this last week and uh looks pretty good. Like I can fish a lot of extra stuff as well as the Bass Pro Tour this year. So we're gonna get to see at home a little bit, maybe? Yeah, thank goodness. Yeah. Last year I couldn't hardly fish anything at home. So Well, there goes uh, yeah. there goes some paychecks for some guys. Roy Hawk's coming back to town. Uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad I can represent some of my local sponsors fishing locally this year. So, well, yeah, and you've, to that. you've had a great sponsor with your Toyota dealer down there in, in, uh, in Havasu with Anderson and, and they, uh, they do a great job backing you, man. Oh yeah. Yeah. Much appreciated. Yeah. Great people. Yeah. I know that's, uh, that's, that's pretty cool. So how, uh, how big of an adjustment is it to come home now and, and kind of prepare yourself mentally to fish, uh, A, with a partner in the back of the boat, um, and, and B, in a shared weight event. Is that, uh, is that something you kind of have to adjust your game plan to? Yeah, a little bit. You know, I mean, God, I was in Minnesota last week, you know, <laughs> right. And, uh, and came home just like totally took everything out of my boat, out of my truck, and then just loaded back the stuff that I needed, you know, that I thought I would need here. Right. And, uh, yeah, man, just, uh, I think uh, I like the shared format at least once or twice a year type of thing. I mean, it's a it's just fun. It's way it's relaxing. It's way more way more relaxing. Yeah, you know, yeah I, absolutely. It's a good time. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to uh, see who we got and go have a great day on the water and whether we catch them or not. Yeah, it's going to be a great tournament for sure, and uh, and can't wait. I'll be down there tomorrow, so we'll get a chance for our paths to cross, pal, for sure, and. Uh, I know you got to get the boat in the water and, uh, and get fishing and, and, uh, man, we wish you the best of luck. Just was cool to get to hang out with you a little bit and talk about, uh, talk about the U S open and, uh, three would be even better, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah. Three's better than two. Yeah. Happy with two as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. He's a two time champ of the U S open guys. And, and, uh, one of our, one of our buddies, one of the guys that we uh, follow along with Bass Pro Tour and just about everywhere he goes. It's going to be great to have you back in town for a few events next year. Like I say, it, uh, it'll cost some guys some money, I'm sure, when Roy Hawk shows up. But it'll be good to have you back fishing some Western events too, buddy. Right on. Hey, great great chatting. Say hi to everybody out there, and uh, God bless you all. You, you bet, buddy. And uh, best of luck. Go put that boat in the water, and, uh, and, and you know, let's go from fair to pretty dang good. How's that sound? 
Sounds excellent. You Appreciate got it. it. Roy Hawk, guys, two-time U.S. Open champ, uh, joins us this morning live from the launch ramp. I think we better jump into a set of breaks so we can talk to Greg Hines. How cool is that? Did you guys hear how excited Roy was when I said we got Greg Hines on? Yeah, we all got a world of respect for this guy. Stick around, guys. Ultimate Bass with Kent Brown. We'll be right back. Boaters, remember to have your boat inspected and to display a current Lake County Mussel sticker as proof of screening before launching on Clear Lake. Quagga and zebra mussels can spread unseen in water, on weeds, or on your boat and trailer. Always clean, drain, and dry your boat. Get more information about invasive mussel prevention and boat inspection at nomussels.com. This message is brought to you by the Lake County Watershed Protection District with funding from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Still building legends, one at a time. Ranger Boats and Gone Fish and Marine invite you to take a closer look at the entire line of Ranger Boats. Explore the waters in one of the new RT series of aluminum boats or take the helm of one of the newly redesigned Deep V Aluminum series. Of course, all the top pros are chasing their next limit of bass from one of Ranger's legendary models, ranging in size from the new Z-175 to the Ranger Cup Z-521 Comanche. And families, don't forget the ever-popular Riata series of fish and ski fiberglass boats or the all-new Riata pontoon line gone fish and marine in dixon online at gfmarine.com or build your dream rig at rangerboats.com are you looking for something different than what every other angler is using on your favorite lake are you into 100 all american handmade wooden swim baits crank baits lipless baits wake and walk the dog baits do you like using big baits and catching big fish if so, then check out the Ketchup Carol Bait Company's line of custom handmade baits at KetchupCarrowBaits.com or at Tackle Warehouse. Wondering if these baits really work? Check out Rich's YouTube videos and watch what his baits do on Spring Lake in Santa Rosa, where all his testing is done. I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose baits, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hey, Best Bass Tournament guys, this is the weekend. I know you're all lined up out there at Russo's Marina trying to get in the water for the championship this weekend. Today, tomorrow, a uh, lot of excitement in the air, I'm sure, down there at Russo, and probably a long line of boats trying to get up over the levee and get your boats in the water. Uh, it's going to be a great opportunity, and someone's going to have 20000 extra dollars uh, when they leave there tomorrow afternoon. Great job qualifying for the championship. Uh, make sure that if you're not fishing the best bass tournament, you ever want to get involved in tournament bass fishing, that's the place. So keep an eye for the 2023 schedule at bestbasstournaments.com. And now back to Ultimate Bass with Kent Brown. Man, I don't want to date myself, but uh 1981, that was the very first uh one bass U.S. Open. And... uh I was a senior in high school. Well, I had just graduated high school by the time they had, uh, uh, they had had the U.S. Open and, uh, and, and held that tournament. And I, you know, yesterday, uh, yesterday I celebrated my last, uh, birthday in the fifties, just so you guys know. But, uh, so how cool, uh, is it to go back 40 years with the champ, uh, from, uh, from one bass? Well, the 40th one bass tournament. We skipped a couple of years there. Uh, but the champ and, uh, from, from Arizona, uh, the first guy to ever win $50,000 in a bass tournament anywhere in the country, uh, and, uh, and our old buddy Greg Hines. Good morning, Mr. Hines. Good morning, Kent. 
Got Glad it. To talk to you, man. It's so good to hear your voice, buddy. I just told Roy Hawk you were going to be on. Uh, Roy was on there and I told you you were going to be on. He's like, Oh my God, that's awesome. Tell Greg hi. So, uh, you know, pretty cool. You've, uh, you've still got a, you still got a huge fan club, man. And I, I know in my travels, I do get asked on occasion, what's Greg Hines doing? So what's Greg Hines doing these days? Well, I'm, I guess, a sort of semi-retired. I still fish a couple little local tournaments now and then, and I, I just still love to go fishing. Yeah. You know, and I, I do hunting, guiding in Mexico and uh, here in the uh, White Mountain Reservation for bears and stuff like that. Just whatever I want to do. It's you know? <laughs> a pretty good deal, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty good yeah, it, it becomes important to enjoy life, you know, and that's what I'm all about. Oh, that's, uh, that's so awesome. Well, let's, man, let's, uh, let's go back. Let's go back to, uh, you know, I mean, you had some great wins in your career. It wasn't just a U.S. Open win. You weren't Rich Tauber. We don't throw a little shot at our buddy Richie, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, Richie's you, a great friend. And Richie's a great friend to both of us. That's why we get to pick on Richie. Uh, but, uh, but you had some great wins, you know, I mean, you, you definitely backed up after winning the open and, and, and went back east and qualified, uh, for three Bassmaster classics and, uh, and uh-huh. you fished on the BASS tour and, uh, and, and did a lot of other stuff. But this tournament, this very first win and, and being that angler that won $50,000 for the first time anybody ever saw that much money, uh, kind of, kind of sets you in a group by yourself. Yeah. It, it was quite the deal to win that much money. None of us ever dreamed of winning that much money. And to do it was just phenomenal. But probably the biggest thing to me was, uh, sort of the first fisherman to fish the East against the West. You know, we had. Yeah. In that tournament, we had Rick Clun. We had the top bass fisherman from the east and the top bass fisherman from the west. And to win it at that level was a was a great thing for me. No, absolutely. That was uh, that was such a cool part um, about that uh, that event. And and uh, uh, you know, it, at that point in time, it, it brought everyone together. Um, you know, I know they I know they told Schultz he was crazy because. Uh, uh, they'd never get that many anglers to pay that much money, uh, to fish. A thousand dollar entry fee, you know, was, was kind of another deal that everybody thought they'd never see, uh, see done. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, I remember talking to, uh, Don Doty and Rich Schultz about it and stuff, and, and they were, they wanted to do it, but they said, man, everybody's just beating us up about nobody will pay a thousand dollars to fish a tournament, you know, and, uh, but everybody did. A hundred and sixty anglers. In 1981, paid a hundred or a thousand dollars to fish, so <clears throat> pretty pretty yeah, impressive. It, it, and it was a different format back then. You fished against every angler, and so you were drawn boat to boat, and you had to decide whose boat you were taking and where you were going to fish. And so it was a lot more uh, strategy involved in controlling the situation and getting to fish where you wanted to fish. Right, right. It wasn't it wasn't so easy just to go. Uh, uh, just to go do, uh, you know, I'm going to go do this and it's shared weight and this guy's going to just ride with you wherever you wanted to go. Uh, you may, you, you know, you, you had Gary Yamamoto day two, uh, of the open. Yeah. Do you remember who you fished with on day one and three? I mean, I know it's a long time ago. I, no, I, I really don't. I, I could probably thank you that far back, but I haven't thought about it, but I do remember Gary and Gary, uh, to be honest with you, was a big help to me because Gary was, a. uh, I, I had a good weight the first day, and the second day with him, he he didn't have great weight, and so he was very 
understanding says, let's do what you want, you know. And so I got to do my own thing, and I got to prepare for the next day. It was part of the win. Right, right. Well, let's talk about the practice, man. Let's talk about uh, – because what you guys did for that event, you know, a lot of anglers go, well, I'm going to go up the week before, or I'm really going to put in a lot of practice. What you – you and Don Doty, what you guys did uh, was – never heard of and and uh the cool part was is you did it and it worked out don Doty finishing up in second behind you but uh but you were you were basically uh you were basically paid to uh go up there and figure out lake mead yes it it was it's sort of a <clears throat> interesting situation for the whole thing because there was very few fishermen that actually got paid to fish and i had worked for don for over a year ahead of that fishing bss circuit back east and all over the United States, I was traveling and fishing, and we talked about it and said, well, this is the biggest thing going. Let's put 100% effort into it. And uh, since that's all I was doing for a living is fishing, yeah. I went up there and I stayed a month, and I fished every day. you know. And I learned a lot of the water and learned the areas and stuff like that. And uh, it was very beneficial to spend that much time on the water. And, uh, and, and you were, for, to my recollection, and I was young then, but you were one of the first anglers to ever really uh, start diving, start scuba diving, uh, and and really see what's going on out there. Yes, I, I spent a lot of time, you know, I got certified when I was 13 years old, but on Lake Mead, because of the clear water, I spent a lot of time diving. I was up there with Paul Johnson from Berkeley Trilene, and we did a lot of diving and testing fishing line underwater and the visibility of fishing line and all that stuff was coming out in the fishing world. And so it was fun to do that. And I spent a lot of time underwater and it was, it was interesting when you catch one fish to be able to go right back down to that exact same spot. So, well, there's six more of them here. Why didn't I catch any of the other six? Yeah. I fished here for 20 minutes. I only caught one. Yeah. And so it would give you an idea of how to change baits, change direction of your presentation, all these different things you learn from diving and seeing how many more fish are there and what than what you actually caught and how to catch them. Exactly. And I mean that was uh that was pretty cool and um so you are single-handedly I give you all the credit in the world. You are single-handedly responsible 40 years later for the reason all of us have not one but a box of Zara spooks in our boat because uh man We'd never heard of that. Most of us. I mean, it was, it was a retired bait from grandpa's tackle box that you, uh, you brought back and it was before the super spook and the spook junior and all the other stuff. But, uh, you know, you were, you were a true power fisherman in your time and, uh, and, and you single handedly brought that bait back for heading. Well, I, I did, but it was more than that. Uh, I was fortunate. I was back in a lake in Arkansas and, uh, basil bacon was there. And we were fishing for another tournament. And I spent some time and had dinners with him and actually went fishing with him. And he was the king of Zara Spook. Right. And and uh, so he gave me a lot of tips and stuff and gave me the confidence in it. Well, he was I kind of the prince. West. He was kind of the prince of the Zara Spook because we got to we got to give that to uh, uh, to Charlie Campbell. But he was pretty darn good. Oh, yeah. 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 He was pretty yeah, darn both, good. Both of them. I said Basil Bacon, but both Charlie and Basil were there at yeah. the time. And I spent I spent a week talking to him and fishing with him on some lakes back there in Arkansas. So he gave me a lot of confidence, and that was a great bait, you know. And Basil uh, fish, finished up in sixth place at the original U.S. Open. I'm sure he had his R-Spook tied on too, but uh, but you learned that bait. You learned about that bait back there and, and thought, man, this is going to work uh, at Mead. And, and, you know, 
there couldn't have been very many guys throwing that bait at Lake Mead. And I bet everybody's got one tied on this week at Lake Mojave. <laughs> no, there, there wasn't many people fishing. It was funny how in a tournament fishing, we, uh, with working with Don Doty, uh, we knew that that was going to be a key bait for us. And so, uh, we didn't, during pre-fish and stuff like that, we didn't have anybody, any baits tied on where anybody could see or anything like that. So right. it was a total surprise to everybody when we fished it and, uh, it worked out pretty good. Pretty secretive, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. We, we knew it was going to be the key bait. So we kept our mouth shut and, uh, you know, when the time came and, and the biggest factor was it was at that time, it was a top water bait. You could fish a long ways away because of the clear water in Lake Mead. The fish were in trees in eight, nine, ten foot of water, and you could fish it way, way away from the boat, and it didn't. The boat didn't affect them because you were fishing it out there at a long cast, and that was that was one of the keys at that time of it, catching those fish on it. And probably very innovative at that point in time. Everybody was, uh, uh, you know, everybody had spent enough time watching Jimmy Houston on TV shows. They were up there on the bank chucking in a winding and making a little short pitch cast and 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 working really close to the boat and. Uh, obviously a time when D uh, and, and Gleeby and, you know, Klein and all the guys had a flip stick in their hand. And uh, so really, that was pretty innovative to move to start fishing that far away from the boat. I don't think uh, there was a lot of that going on in, in that in that early 80s time frame. No, no, nobody fished that technique. And, and the, like I said, the distance was a big part of it, getting that bait way out there where your boat was not affecting that big fish because we were we were targeting – just basically two and a half, three pound fish. What on that lake is a big fish, right? And and a, a fish of that size, it's not his size; it's his age. So he's probably been around five or six, seven years. So he's seen a lot of bait. Where other lakes, a big fish would, might be around that same length of time, but he might weigh ten pounds. But on Lake Mead, he only weighed two and a half or three pounds. So the so final that, that was important. Final day of the tournament, fish kind of got off of it a little bit. Fishing pressure, whatever. Uh, got off the spook a little bit, and you uh, you had enough fish because of that extensive practice. You knew where you could go get a limit. Uh, you did that. But a man's jelly worm and an arky jig. I mean, that, now we're really dating ourselves, dude. <laughs> yes, that's that's true. And then, and that was all part of – I wasn't planning on using it, but I had backup spots. And actually, yeah. at that time, it was a little cove I had, and it was some dirty water in it, and it was a bunch of shad in there. And so – I started out in the morning. I fished several hours. And during the whole tournament, the best bite was later in the day. And so it was, you know, you caught your better fish midday on. And so I was going to go in the morning, and I haven't caught very many fish. I'm sort of struggling along. And I thought, you know, I'm going to run up there. So I packed up, ran all the way up to my spot, going boom, 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 caught like 15 fish, got a nice limit. Okay, now I can relax and go back and fish for the bigger fish the rest of the day. And that's what I did. You've been quoted as – You've been quoted as saying after you caught that limit early, uh, day, you know, day three, you knew you had won the event at least. Yes, yes. It, I had a pretty good lead going in, and I, I caught that limit, and it, it made it where, okay, I'm in, it's going to take a lot for somebody to beat me, and the fishing's tougher today than it has been, so uh, I felt pretty confident. And But I just still worked hard, and then I made sure I got back in plenty of time. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's so cool, and... Uh, let's, let's give you a little rundown of the names, man. I mean, the 1981 U.S. Open at Lake Mead, uh, obviously Greg wins the tournament with 4971. Don Doty in second, uh, you know, from, from, uh, Orange County. D. Thomas, legendary angler who, you know, we talk about D and have been talking about D a lot since we lost him. 
uh, a month uh-huh. or, month or two ago, but D Thomas in third. Uh, Richie Tauber, who goes on to win the 82 U.S. Open at Lake Mead, finishes up in fourth. Uh, uh, the guy that, uh, the guy, the originator, Bobby Garland, uh, from St. George, Utah in fifth. Basil Bacon, who we talked about in sixth. Uh, our uh-huh. old buddy Oki Vaughn from Lake Havasu City in seventh. Uh, legendary angler. Gary Klein in eighth. Byron Frankenberger, who was a great angler out of the San Diego area. And Don Geigel rounded out the top ten. So what a cool, uh, uh, group. And you know, when you go down that list of that very first open tournament and read the names on it, and this was before so many of them were, were famous household bass fishing names. I mean, a few of uh-huh. them were, but you know, you look at, you look at, uh, you know, Roger Moore, Guido Hibden, Tom Mann, Larry Nixon, uh, you know, Fred Ward, uh, Tommy Martin, Fred Conkle, Bobby Murray, uh, Jimmy Houston. You know, you just go down that list and they're all legendary guys who, uh, who came to Lake Mead, uh, for that, uh, for that event. And, and, uh, the pretty cool part of it was, uh, uh, you know, when I, I guess, I guess Schultz brought out $50,000 in silver dollars at, in the casino. So, uh, hopefully that's yeah. not how, hopefully you didn't have to count those out. No, no, no. <laughs> we, we turned them back in and got, got the money, but that it was a fun event. I tell you, and, and it was great to be able to win a tournament with that caliber of fishermen fishing their own way, their own style and, and doing their own thing, you know? And so it was, it was a great win for me and it really, it really helped, you know, not just me, but the whole sport of bass fishing. It brought everybody together and made it more a national circuit than anything else. Yeah. Before, everything was, as you know, everything was, there was the guys back east, and we knew very little about them. I, I knew more than most people because I'd spent a couple years back there fishing, right? you know, and doing stuff with them. And so I knew people, and so it was fun. It was a fun deal and a great experience. Guys, we're hanging out with uh, the 1981 U.S. Open champion, uh, Greg Hines and, uh, and just so good to, to, to catch up with you, man. I mean, we've been friends for, uh, for a long, long time, uh, but so cool to catch up with you. And, you know, we got to talk about, uh, about the fishing line wars. Uh, that tournament was such a big deal that Stren brought out, uh, their entire team, uh, to the desert prior to the event, uh, took them to Lake Mojave and tried to get, uh, all of them together. So the Eastern guys, the Western guys kind of, uh, mm-hmm. knew more about each other and, and, uh, and, and it was the Strin team against the Trilene team. And I remember, man, in 1983, uh, when Steve Perry, uh, put me on the Trilene team to get that shirt with the red, yellow, and orange, uh, uh, bars on, uh, on that shirt and to be part of that Trilene team, man, in the eighties, that was a big deal. Yeah. Trilene became a very big part of fishing. And it was a fun part of it for me is to be in the innovative part of the fishing world, you know, to where Paul Johnson from Berkeley Trilene, he was a guy who invented Trilene. Uh, Him and I spent a lot of time together and uh, with all the engineers, designing lines, testing lines, doing all the different things. It was a fun, fun experience for me to be part of that world. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that was so, that was, uh, uh, that was such a cool part of it. Man, you had other wins. You went back and won the, uh, won the national fish off, uh, like Tawakany in Texas. You had other big uh-huh. wins in your career. Um, what are the most memorable times? Is it the open? Well, the, the open surpasses everything because that, that was, and it was the biggest and the group of people that was there was so important to me to beat those guys. Yeah. 
you know, not just to go out and have a great day or great tournament and, and beat some local people or something. These were the guys across the whole United States, and it was the first national tournament. It sort of brought everybody together. And uh, so it, it made the biggest thing, and it sort of uh, everything else in my tournament fishing career is uh, is less than what the Open is. But I, I won a lot of different things. I, I started out a long time before that fishing here in Arizona. Yeah. In the Arizona Bass Club, we had like 500 members in the club. And the first year I fished it, we had a tournament every month. And out of those 12 tournaments, I won five of them. And so, and, and that's where all that started. Right. Back in the, back in the seventies. Exactly. Exactly. So, so what's your favorite lake to fish now? Now I, I fish Roosevelt a lot here, but I have great memories of Okeechobee. Yeah. I, I like that lake. It was just a, the excitement and catching the big fish and stuff like that was good. You had some great, uh, you had some great I, tournaments on Okeechobee. Yes, uh, one of the tournaments Gary Klein won back here at Okeechobee. Him and I, we fished in uh, open water out there. It was it's pretty fun. It was before we had all the technology, and so to find fish where you can't see the shoreline <laughs> was a very big challenge because to even find the same spot twice was a big challenge. Yeah, ex- so exactly. Learning to read your meter and the directions and everything else to get on this, the weed beds out there that we were 10, 12 miles offshore and 11 foot of water. Yeah. You know, is it and you can't see the other to... side of the, you can't see the other side of the lake at Okeechobee. It's that big. So, uh, so that yeah. part's, that part's pretty cool. Do you, do you, uh, do you communicate with any of the anglers from the, from the past much? Not really. And I don't, I don't know why I just, uh, I just do my thing and, and every day I do what's fun to do. And, uh, and which fishing is a part of it. And it, it's sort of fun to me to go down to some of these local tournaments. And uh, not that I'm any great big thing, but a lot of the people, I'll win the tournament, say. Yeah. And the people say, who's that? <laughs> who's that guy? And you, and you got to laugh at it, sort of, you know. Yeah, these high school kids don't know uh, anything about the guy who won 40 years ago, you know. So, uh, yeah, yeah. That's so cool. I know I talked to Bill Egan yesterday, and he's like, tell Greg Hines to come down Sunday. Uh, you know, so I think you've got an open invitation to, uh, to the whole, the whole deal. He was like, tell Greg to come. Cause I'd let him know you were going to be on the show, but, uh, but, but it's so cool, man, to get an opportunity to, uh, to just hang out with you. And, and, uh, you know, I, you probably don't remember this, but I will give you this one. The very first time I ever met Greg Hines, uh, you guys were doing the Western Bass Motorhome Seminar Series. Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> you and Gary and, uh, and yeah. we all hung out at Wayne Wasuko's house. Uh, and that yeah. was, that was I think, after the open, but you and Gary were traveling the West in a motorhome putting on fishing seminars. Yeah. We, we did a promotional deal for Western Bass and, uh, promoting the sport of fishing, you know, is what we did. And it was a fun time for us. And, uh, is, is the way that that was a big thing about winning this tournament is all of us figuring out how to make a living fishing tournaments. Right. You know, and there was no path we had to go down. We just sort of, okay, let's do these uh, motorhome seminars for a month and a half, or we'll do this and do that. And, and you just figure out what, how to make money, you know, how to make a buck. Yeah. Just like you figured out how to do a TV show, a a radio show and do all the stuff you've done. Yeah. And nobody had, nobody gave you a, a roadmap of how to make your living and you you've evolved into it that's great yeah it it really is and uh and it's been great and and man when you think about uh the list of anglers that are your that you've made as lifelong friends uh it's uh it's pretty rewarding so uh so that part's so cool man it's 
it's great to hang out with you and it is great to catch up with you and uh, uh we need to do it a little more often i do have to give a little uh, shout out uh to my buddy terry batisti in the bass fishing archives webpage uh, if you mm-hmm. uh, want to get on there, there's a great three-part series about this U.S. Open 1981. Just You can search 1981 U.S. Open at Greg Hines, and you can find it. Uh, and that's where we got a lot of the information for uh, you know for us as well. But got to give Terry a little shout-out uh, to the Bass Fishing Archives. Great website. and uh, Buddy, it's so good to, uh, to hang out with you, and uh, hopefully we get you up here and uh, go back to Clear Lake or the Delta or Shasta somewhere and, uh, and uh, get you back up here fishing maybe. I, I would love to do that. I, I still love to fish. I've never lost my love to fish. Uh, so anytime there's a chance to go fishing, I'm in. You got it. You got it. Greg Hines, the 1981 U.S. Open champion. Buddy, keep in touch, and uh, thanks for hanging out early in the morning with us, pal. Thanks a lot, Kent. Have a great day. You got it. So cool to get to hang out with Greg Hines. Stick around, guys. Ultimate Bass with Kent Brown. We'll be right back. You know that Strike King makes a whole line of sexy crankbaits and some of the best spinner baits you can tie on, all with KVD's name and picture on them. But did you know they make tungsten punching weights and drop shot weights? Slither rigs, hack attack flipping jigs from former angler of the year Greg Hackney, deep water football jigs, top water frogs, and the rage tail line of plastics, weightless baits like the Ocho and tubes, trailers and chunks. Check out the full line of Strike King baits online at StrikeKing.com and see for yourself all the fish-catching stuff you didn't know Strike King made and your buddies weren't going to tell you about. Are you spending another weekend watching Zona? Van Dam and the Major League Fishing Pros swinging fish after fishing in their nitro boats? It's time to let Gone Fishing Marine and Dixon move you off the couch and onto the front deck of your very own nitro or tracker bass boat. Gone Fishing Marine carries a full line of mercury-powered tracker aluminum and nitro fiberglass boats. And their award-winning service department will keep you on the water. Check out gfmarine.com or just bring your trailer hitch down this weekend. Gone Fishing Marine. 1880 North Lincoln and Dixon is your authorized tracker, nitro, Tahoe, and sun tracker dealer. Boaters, remember to have your boat inspected and to display a current Lake County mussel sticker as proof of screening before launching on Clear Lake. Quagga and zebra mussels can spread unseen in water, on weeds, or on your boat and trailer. Always clean, drain, and dry your boat. Get more information about invasive mussel prevention and boat inspection at nomussels.com. This message is brought to you by the Lake County Watershed Protection District with funding from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hey, if you're not reading Bass Angler Magazine, you're missing out. I just clicked on the webpage and got some new information from him myself. I'll tell you about it in a minute or two. Bass Angler Magazine, Mark Lassane and the crew put together four times a year each quarter, a great magazine that covers our western fishing right here on the waters that you go to and across the country as the anglers uh, travel the various circuits. So make sure you're a subscriber. For about 20 bucks a year, you can be a subscriber and have Bass Angler Magazine sent right to your doorstep. Uh, all you have to do is use the code RADIO when you subscribe and uh, make sure that you're reading Bass Angler Magazine. It's going to help you catch more fish. 
What's up, Big Daddy? Todd Woods, FLW Coaster Pro, checking in. If you're looking for a review of your insurance from bass boat to business, look no further than Ben Green Insurance Agency. Ben is a friend of mine and takes quality care of all my insurance needs. Give him a call. The number is 626-290-0888 or check him out on the web at www.bengreenins.com. That's Ben Green Insurance, 626-290-0888. Ben Green Insurance. Don't miss a single show. Ultimate Bass is now broadcasting live streaming audio at saps.com and ultimatebassradio.com. And all the shows are archived there and at westernbass.com as well. Now you can listen to new or past shows on the Internet or download them to your iPod or MP3 player for listening whenever and wherever you want. Listen to us live on the Internet anywhere in the world with our new high-definition digital sound. Ultimate Bass, Saturday mornings from 5 to 6. Now there's no reason to miss a single show. Hey, I'm so excited to get an opportunity to put some miles on the new 2022 Thompson's Toyota Tundra. Uh, I will tell you, we're seeing 20, 21, 21 and a half on the highway. Uh, you Tundra owners know just how important that is. And, uh, it's a, it's a great new truck with a 389 horsepower twin turbo V6. Uh, awesome new, uh, new cab and, and just a great truck. Plus, you have Toyota bonus bucks out there to win if you uh, if you catch them. So get out there and check out the all-new 2022 Tundra. Give the folks at Thompson's Toyota a call or stop by 14040 Road in Placerville at thompsonstoyota.com. And now, back to Ultimate Bass with Kent Brown. Man, I hope you guys enjoyed that little trip back through history with Greg Hines. How cool was that? I mean, I, I hope you guys are excited to, as I am to get to hang out with Greg, the 1981 U.S. Open champion. And, uh, and, and that part's pretty cool. Hey, I know a lot of you, uh, that might not even give a darn about bass fishing, but probably have us on waiting for Sep to come on. I uh, just wanted to let you know that, uh, if you're salmon fishing in the metro area, uh, this weekend, Sacramento metro area, uh, Discovery Park, where I know most of you like to launch right there at the mouth of the American River, is closed this weekend due to the Aftershock concert. So uh, it is closed this weekend. There is another big concert next weekend as well, uh, but it is not going to affect the launch area or close the launch ramp. But, uh, but this weekend, uh, actually yesterday all the way through Sunday, um, the Discovery Park will be closed. You guys are going to have to find another location to launch your boats if you're uh, trying to do the Metro Salmon thing. So thought we'd throw that out and maybe save you a little bit if you're driving to the lake this morning or driving fishing. So we're going to be headed down to uh, the U.S. Open, get to hang out with all the guys uh, tomorrow, Monday, Tuesday. So that'll be fun. We'll have some great interviews. Next weekend, uh, we will definitely have a, uh, a U.S. Open champ with us. Uh, so don't know who it's going to be. There's about 190 anglers, I think, uh, signed up for the open, uh, at Lake Mojave. So it's going to be, uh, an interesting one to, uh, to kind of keep an eye on. It should be, uh, should be fun. So, uh, so that part's kind of cool. And then, uh, next Friday we'll have, or next weekend after Friday, we'll have a little bit of a uh, little, little report from uh, all of our tournament organizations who will gather together on the 14th to do, um, all of their permits. And, uh, we're, Gonna lock him in a room in Bass Pro Shops in Manteca and first guy that comes out of the gun department wins. Apparently, I don't know, but it's gonna be, 
Uh, it's always good. The, the organizations get get along just fine when you put them in a room together and they can look at a calendar and compromise and figure out how to put the best schedules together for uh, for the anglers. So that part's going to be fun. Sounds like the music's playing. It's going to be uh, uh, going to be a good weekend to go fishing as well. So uh, good time to get up to Clear Lake. Good time to uh, get up to Lake Shasta do a little pre-fishing. Still some great tournaments left. I think we'll see you guys on the water. From spotted bass in lakes to largemouth in the Delta, Ultimate Bass will help you catch more fish with tips and techniques from tournament pros around the world and top bass anglers from all over the West. Ultimate Bass is a production of Seps Outdoors Incorporated. Thanks for listening. Coming up next, more Seps Saturday Morning Outdoors with Sep Hendrickson and California Sportsman.